0: 17 minutes after 5 o'clock, a friend of mine mentioned that uh, a friend of hers had heard something about BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. And so so I did some cursory searches, and I couldn't find a whole lot of information from uh, uh, sources that I counted on. But finally, I, I did find a Bloomberg article, and it was very cursory. In and of itself, as to what it was all about. But uh, anyway, we thought, well, I, I, I've heard Dr. James Caton, a professor of economics at NDSU, on with the uh, Afternoons Live previously, and I thought, why don't we have him on here? Welcome to the Drive Time News Hour, Doctor.
1: Thanks for having me on, Jack.
0: Uh, BRICS, B R I C S, let's see, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, right?
1: That's right. Um, it's an attempt at uh, economic cooperation, let's say, uh, between these major powers and anybody else who wants to play along with them.
0: Is BRICS, were it to happen, is that a uh, is it an attempt to offer an alternative to the dollar or to uh, remove the dollar as the main means of economic Pursuits.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's a good question. I think initially it's an attempt at economic cooperation. This includes monetary cooperation in the same way that there exists the International Monetary Fund that that oversees uh, um, investment in certain activities. Um, you know, certain developing countries uh, they also want to promote that sort of uh, uh, investment in their own sphere of influence. So they have a, a, something analogous to the IMF. Um, they're also talking about having um, uh, trades being uh, engaged in in their own currencies. So, say for example, oil. Um, Russia has been making the news lately because those who are willing to trade with Russia are also willing to not use the dollar. Those tend to be those BRICS partners.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I also no, I did read that Canada and Mexico had at least been invited to talk about it. Uh, uh, with them. Have you heard that? And what would the implication be for that?
1: Well, so that that's right. I think uh, they'll take as many cooperators as they can get. This is very much a geopolitical issue. It's not just an economic issue. Um, uh, so the dollar is used as the uh, primary or dominant currency in international trade because most people trust it. And most people are, are expecting that others will trust it. You know, So internationally, the dollar tends to be accepted. Um, and this is an attempt at sort of winnowing the influence of the major players, especially the United States. But you could think of the G7, and Canada would be included in that. Um, and you must understand that uh, the BRICS countries themselves are part of the G20. So uh, basically, this is like a faction of countries that want to develop a nexus of economic cooperation and power, and they want that to get as large as it can get. How will that influence the dollar? Well, certainly it would be competition with them. The big problem is trust between these nations. It's not clear they can develop the trust infrastructure. Um, They're motivated, though, because the U.S. has used uh, and NATO countries have used uh, the financial system, SWIFT in particular, as a tool of foreign policy um, and that means that it's risky to invest in U.S. Uh, treasuries if you're not a close ally of the U.S. And so this has certainly played an important role as well.
0: One of the first things that came to mind, it must have been something mentioned in one of the articles, that, that it, it seemed like it was kind of a, a cryptocurrency scheme. And that's probably not the right word, but it sounds like a way to work that more into uh, mainstream
1: Yeah, so blockchain and cryptocurrency could play a role. It's not clear that it will play a role at this point, but they're talking about central bank digital currencies, which are basically the central banks using blockchain. Um, That might be a means of building infrastructure that could be trusted between BRICS members. The key thing is that you need to trust that uh, the central bank or whoever it is that's administering the currency that you're going to be using is going to be administering it in an optimal way for those who are engaged in trade. That requires a lot of trust. Uh, blockchain could facilitate trust because blockchain is secure, and if everybody believes and trusts the blockchain system that they're using, um, then then that problem would be believed to be uh, uh, resolved or at least ameliorated.
0: Would would the value of the, cash? Would the value of cash be downgraded, so to speak, if we went to something like that?
1: Yeah, if you use something other than the dollar, you're you're decreasing demand for the dollar. Um, but how much is that decrease in demand? Well, these are large countries, no doubt. Uh, but it's it's not clear that it would be more than marginal. Or that's to say, you know, sometimes we see swings in the dollar, uh, the value of the dollar 5 or 10%. I remember when I was a kid, the pound was seen as being very valuable. The euro was seen as being very valuable relative to the dollar. In recent years, there's been some more equilibration. The dollar has become more valuable relative to those currencies. The same sort of thing here. You can have a modest shift, but it's not clear to me at all that this would be uh, a destabilizing factor absent some sort of other geopolitical shifts um, that would be very much political, not purely economic.
0: Dr. James Caden, NDSU Professor of Economics, at uh, and we want to thank you for joining us, and I look forward to hearing you again maybe sometime here in the Drive Time News Hour or certainly on Afternoons Live now and again.
1: Thanks, Jack. I enjoyed being on with you.
0: KFGO Time 523. How about